Good morning, good morning. Um, I'm sorry that we're getting going late. Um, I'm trying to dry out from just stepping out from the front door to the car. <laughs> but, uh, but we are here and I'm, it's, it's always good to be here and uh, be with my kids and, uh, and grandkids and uh, get to see you all. Let's uh, begin today and, uh, and let's stand and sing our first song. Father, it is truly an honor to be here today. And like this storm that is upon us, even though we're in darkness, the light will come. And you are the light. Your word gives us wisdom. It guides us, it corrects us, and it shows us the way home. And eventually we will be like your word, Father, and dwell with you in paradise. But in the meantime, Father, thank you for doing what's right. Thank you for showing us the way. And we look forward to you, each and every one of us, even though we're different, we all make mistakes, you will make us right someday because we desire to be with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus, my Savior. 
read from Romans 5, beginning at verse 6. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man, though for a good man someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if when we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Would you pray with me for the bread? Heavenly Father, we thank you for the great love that you have for us as your creation. We thank you, Father, that that love is extended to us in spite of our weaknesses, in spite of our sinfulness at times. And Father, we thank you that you offered your son, your only son, to die a terrible death on the cross to bring us back. Father, we pray that you'd help us to take this emblem of his broken body, the body given for us, in a manner to pleasing to you. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Shall we continue? Heavenly Father, we thank you for Jesus' willingness to shed his blood, the blood that had the power to wash us clean in your sight. Father, we thank you for the hope that we have because of him. Please be with us as we take this emblem. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Dear Lord, we thank you for the many gifts you have given us in our lives, and may we give back a portion of those gifts to use for the ability of your kingdom. In Christ's name, amen. For our lesson today, let's sing How Great Thou Art. Oh.
than it is there in being a Jew, what value is there in circumcision? Much, in every way. First of all, they have been trusted with the very words of God. Isaac's not here, but if you notice the man who read the scripture, there's a resemblance there. <laughs> Did a fine job. I'm going to do a couple of shameless plugs. Tonight, we're going to talk about one of those things that I think is vital to understand. We've been talking about forgiving somebody and tonight, we're going to look at how you do it. There are certain steps that have to be there. Or you're not going to be a, a forgiving person. So, let me invite you to come back tonight. Tonight is one of those nights where we have, I call it the safe service. We require masks. We ask you to... Consider those who are vulnerable because of illness or age or whatever. So that, come back tonight. I think it'll be beneficial. In Wednesday night, we're going to talk about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Uh, and I promise you, if you come Wednesday night, you'll be able to pronounce those names. And then, today... The book of Romans. Let's read. What advantage then is there in being a Jew, or what value is there in circumcision? Much in every way. First of all, they've been entrusted with the very words of God. What if some did not have faith? 
Will their lack of faith nullify God's faithfulness? Not at all. Let God be true, and every man a liar, as it is written, so that you may be proved right when you speak and prevail when you judge. But if our unrighteousness brings out God's righteousness, more clearly, what shall we say? Is God unjust in bringing his wrath on us? I'm using a human argument. Certainly not. If that were so, how could God judge the world? Someone might argue, if my falsehood enhances God's truthfulness and so increases his glory, why am I still condemned as a sinner? Why not say, as we are being slanderously reported as saying, and as some claim we say, let us do evil that good may result. Their condemnation is deserved. Would you praise me, please? Father, we come before you this morning as your people. And once again, we are looking at some things that need to be part of our lives. I ask this morning that as we go through the scriptures that we understand, And that we learn to rely on you. Pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, meet the USS Thresher. In 1963, she had just gone through a refurbishing. She was one of the first nuclear subs, but they found a better reactor. She had a complete change in the electrical system. She could launch missiles. And the U.S. Navy was proud as peacocks that they had her. They said that the, that submarine alone would make Russia, or the USSR back then, tread lightly when it came to diplomatic relations. She was out doing her test runs after the refurbishing. It's April 10th, 1963. There are 129 people aboard. And this was going to be their deep dive. So some of them were part of the regular crew, and a, a good group of reporters were going to witness this firsthand. 
she launched that as she went down, she was in contact with what they call the safety sh ship. This time it's the USS Stark. As they start down, 30 minutes, they have reached a thousand feet down. That was good. That was deeper than she'd ever gone since she had been refurbished. Four times before, she had gone to lesser depths, but now she's going deeper. And a very proud Harvey, who is the chief man on the board, reports up, everything is going great. But it didn't stay great. Forty-five minutes later, Captain Harvey, Commander Harvey, declares an emergency. It seems that as they went down deep enough, the pressure either ruptured in the side of the boat or ruptured a main pipe in the boat. It wasn't a big rupture but it happened to be in the room where the electrical systems were centered. It knocked out the electrical systems and shut down the reactor in minutes. And Captain Harvey declared an emergency. They were going to blow the ballast tanks and come up. But when the electrical system went, so did their ability to blow the ballast tanks mechanically. They would have to do it with a set of levers that were in the room that was now flooded. And they couldn't get to them. Garble message came out. They don't know what he said. But then silence until they heard the explosion. There were no survivors. State of the art. The biggest weapon we had. and a little crack either in a pipe or in the side doomed her. At the depth that she was at, if it was in the side, the room would fill because of the pressure. If it was a pipe, could have been bed welding. It could be that it, the pressure affected the pipe. We don't know exactly what. But when Robert Ballard found the 
the Fretcher on the bottom of the ocean. He said all that you could recognize of the submarine was the flip that guided the ship. Everything else was gone. Two weeks ago, we looked at the Jewish people who thought that they were God's people. They had all the advantages. They were the people who had the law and they knew God's expectations. They were the ones who had the prophets. They knew exactly what God wanted them to do and, and they were teaching the other Jews how to do it. And then came chapter 3. What advantage then is there in being a Jew? What value is there in circumcision? Very much in every way. First of all, they've been entrusted with the very words of God. Now, if that sort of throws you, just put in Mosaic law. They got, they got instructions that this will please God, that will not. What if some did not have faith? Even after they knew what God wanted of them. Are they okay? I mean, they're God's people. And Paul answers with a resounding, no, it's not okay. God is true. And every man a liar. As it is written, so that you may be proved right when you speak and prevail when you judge. That comes out of Psalms 51 verse 4. David is regretting his relationship with Bathsheba. Somebody else's wife that he thought was pretty enough and decided to break the law and go ahead and sleep with and it's ended in the death of her husband. And David has the audacity to say against you, that's God, and you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight so that you are proved right when you speak and justified when you judge. He's saying, God, I knew better. I knew what your law said. But it's your law that I broke. And because it's your law that I broke, the sin has to be against you. But if our righteousness brings out God's righteousness more clearly, what shall we say? Is God unjust in bringing his wrath on us? I'm using a human argument. Now stay with me. These are arguments people would make. They look up and they sit back and they sit and say, I, I, I know Brother X 
He sins a lot more than I do. He, I, I'm, I'm much better than he is. Now, I know somewhere out there, Brother X, who is the worst sinner in the world, at the bottom of the ladder, he's done more wrong than anybody else exists. I don't know his name, but he exists. He can go around and say, even though I do all this wrong, God's going to look at me and say, well, some good came out of it. I, I, I didn't do what some people have done. In other words, I haven't done anything terrible. I haven't gone in and assassinated a building of people. I haven't gone in and, and done anything terrible than that. Some people have done that. I'm not one of these serial killers that goes around and kills. I, I'm better than that. I've never done that. But if you look at his life, it's full of sin. And what he's saying is, God could not possibly condemn me. The more I thought about it, the more I thought, I wonder what Judas would say. I mean, the guy who started the crucifixion, what would he come up with? Lord, I, I, I know it was pretty bad. I, I betrayed you after you've been, you've been good to me. But what I did was good. Because if I didn't betray you, there wouldn't have been any crucifixion. There wouldn't have been a cross. You wouldn't have died that horrible death. You wouldn't have to do anything else. It's a human argument. It's just not a godly argument. And Paul takes that and says, if that was God, if he accepted things like that, that ultimately you didn't do something that was terrible, that there was somebody much better than you, if God could slough that off and say it doesn't matter, how could he judge a world? How could he call anybody faithful enough to receive salvation? You see, if my falsehood enhances God's faithfulness and truthfulness, it really increases his glory. Everybody says, look how generous God is. He doesn't care where you're at. Just look how generous he is. Isn't that great? Why not say that we are who say God has a standard and he expects us to keep that standard. Because if we don't say that, we think we can do whatever we want and it'll be okay. He'll forgive it. 
I mean, it's a little sin compared to what some other people do. The loss of the thresher. It was 278.5 feet long. And it was a little crack that set it to its doom. When God speaks and he gives us a way of life, we can't look at God and say, well, you didn't mean it. Or what I'm doing now shows... God gave laws for us. And when we shove them off as not important, we sink. You see, God's just. And because He's just, He just can't ignore sin. That's all right. No. He's a holy and just God and he can't ignore sin. So he becomes the justifier by sending Jesus. And God says, if you get to Jesus, there's forgiveness. We do that, according to Acts 2, 38, by repenting of sins. Now, repenting is one of those big words that we use only in religion. Repenting means, I'm going to turn around. And I'm going to start trying to live the way he wants me to. And then you're baptized for the remission of those sins. That means to be immersed, to go under. And then he gives you the gift of the Holy Spirit to help guide your life and make you stronger. If there's somebody here today who hasn't done that, this is your moment. Or maybe you once did that and you're no longer living for him who died for you. We're here to help. Not to judge you but to throw our arms around you and love you and get you to the Savior who wants to make your life better. If there's a way that we can do that, won't you come? Why together we stand and why we sing. I was sinking deep in sin Far from the peaceful shore Very deeply sank within Sing to rise so
Good morning. Thank you, Mike. Are you going to talk about Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael as well? <laughs> if you didn't get a bulletin, pick one of those up. A lot of information in there. I'm going to touch on some of the new information that's in there. Um, Nell White, the, the uh, Larners aren't here. Her uh, sister passed away on Monday this week. So keep the Larners in, in your prayers. Um, coupled with uh, Gail Griffin, one's her nephew, one's her cousin. Scott's her nephew. Uh, he has cancer. Um, as well as does uh, Reese, her cousin, with pancreatic cancer. So keep both of them in your prayers. A little more information in the bulletin. We have some folks that are suffering from virus. Some of it's COVID, some of it could be the flu. Ray Woodruff, Woodruff is uh, suffering with COVID. Uh, and the Raps, evidently the whole family is suffering with some sort of virus. We don't know what it is. Um, keep in mind also uh, Mike's cousin, David Dubois. He's also uh, suffering from cancer as well. He's gone for a second opinion. So we have several folks to keep in mind. Tammy Maynard, uh, Cindy Foreman's friend, is suffering with COVID. So keep those folks in your, in your hearts, in your prayers. Uh, they're suffering, struggling, and the families are as well. Again, thank you so much uh, for being with us and for tolerating my scratchy voice this morning. Um, and Mike, appreciate very much the lesson as well. If you would, uh, let's please, uh, if it's convenient to you, please stand and we'll sing uh, one verse of higher ground and then we will be dismissed in prayer. Let us sing. I'm pressing on the upward way, so much, Father, for those that braved the weather that came out to be with us this morning. We're always mindful of those that can't be here, those who are sick, those who are shut in. Pray that you'll be with them, comfort them, bring them back to us soon. As we depart, keep us all safe and bring us back to the next appointed time. In Christ your name we pray. Amen. Amen.